Hello, everyone, and welcome to Seated with Strangers. This season, we're exploring the topic of unsubscribing from pop culture and social norms. Wow. I'm Lakeisha, and I'm seated with Fani and Sonia. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about unsubscribing from chasing six figures. Wow. Wow. This is about to be something. All right. Let me um, start off with this first question. So are social media entrepreneurs lying to us about what it takes to run a business and make six figures? Can you really make six figures in a few weeks and maintain it? Bonnie, I'll let you go first with this one. <laughs> a whole lot of... Mm. Right, 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 right. I mean, know, right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's social media. So we're only seeing one side. You know what I mean? There's always another side. And mm-hmm. sometimes people can put out there that they're making a lot of money. Sometimes they're not. We don't know who's checking their bank accounts. Right. True that. We don't know. So we don't know right off. And then... As far as how to maintain it, how to keep it going, like, you know, just showing yourself shopping. I'm like, are you showing yourself paying bills? Are you showing yourself keeping your books? <laughs> yes. Are you showing yourself making sure that you're actually making profit? Yes. I don't know. I feel like, so I don't, I'll be honest, I don't follow that many people that do a lot of that type of stuff because it frustrates me. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. They don't show the other side. And even if they're doing it, right? And is that truly something that can be maintained? Like, I think anybody can make that six figures in a week or or something short if they had all the things planned up ahead and they just go out guns a blazing. But if they don't have the stuff on the back end, no, they can't maintain it. And I think that's the thing that not a lot of people talk about is that you may have an awesome idea. You may have something planned completely out. You come out there and you hit the door running or hit the road running. I don't know what the saying is. But if you don't have the systems to maintain it, it's not going to keep going. And I think people, for some reason, don't like to show that. And I guess it's just because we're in this culture where people are always like, do, 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 got to get this done. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think it's the maintain part that's the problem. Yeah. yeah, and I think that it's possible because I know some people that do like, you know, that high level coaching. But what people don't talk about is the years of experience that it takes to mm. charge people that amount. Because yeah. I see people who jump out. Like I've had people who reach out to me about, you know, what I do and working with me. And then like next week, they're a consultant. And I'm like, but how are you a consultant? And you was just like trying to talk to a consultant about starting a business. But now you help people start businesses. And then you want to charge people like, you know, all this money to do something that you have no experience doing. So like, that's where like, I start having questions like, yeah, like, you know, do you have the foundation, not just like the system, but do you have the knowledge base to sustain you in doing that? Because people might pay you the first time, but I've heard horror stories from people who pay like a coach like $30,000 because they said they were going to do this, they were going to do that. And then they get into the program and it's just like canned content, you know, just them walking through, you know, some real basic information. So, yeah, the coach was making six figures and she's out here with Louis Vuitton or whatever. But the people who went through the program are looking at like, but what happened to my business? What do I get from it? And that's the problem. Like, I think people are getting sold a bill of goods. And that's the unfortunate thing. And I think when people start a business like that, like they're not going to be sustainable people. And I think it almost gets to the heart of the matter. Like, why did you start this? Did you actually start this to help people or help yourself? And I think if you're not in it to serve, 
then you're not going to be sustainable, like at all. You're not going to make it. You'll be a flash in the pan. And then definitely when you say the six figures, like I would say, what is the actual breakdown of the cost of that? Like, oh, I had to spend 20000 on products. I had to spend, like, do a breakdown on it. So really, it is six figures, but is it really six figures? Is it six figures that you're going to get to spend? Or what? is it six figures that's going to go pay bills? What <laughs> go pay bills. <laughs> right. Please. Please. Go pay the bills, though. Please, yes. <laughs> when somebody's talking about, you know, I'm making six figures, I'm doing all that, but you're getting paid through Cash App. Like, you don't even have, like, a payment processing system. Like, you don't want to pay 3% in transaction fees, so you're not even paying taxes. So, like, you know, like, you know stuff like that. I'm just like, That's how you feel. Like, you're not even, you know, paying the cost to do business. So, what other areas? Are you, you know, skipping steps on just to try to get as much money? Because, you know, if you really work on high value clients and you have a system, you paying that 3% transaction fee. And yeah, it hurts your heart. But I just like pretend like I don't even see it. Like I don't even factor it in. Right. Because it's the process. <laughs> and it's, you know, having a credible business. But yeah. yeah. And let's talk about bosses. You're a boss. Are you paying your employees? Do you have employees? Like. Are they getting checks or taxes? Do you pay payroll tax? Right. Come on, let's talk. Let's talk. You're paying crickets. You're come for you regardless, so you better yeah. figure it out and make sure it's right. Yeah, like, we need you to fill out a 1099. It's like, not filling out one. What? Like, what's happening here? But you're a boss, you're in charge. Like, some of that stuff just don't add up to me. Like, yeah. seriously, but online, you look like you're a boss, but we need you to fill out a 1099. Can't do it. Don't want to do it. You know what I mean? It's like, what's happening here? You gotta pay Uncle Sam. You gotta pay Uncle Sam. We ain't got no choice. Yeah, because then it's like, you know, you go to get a house, you're trying to get a car or something. They're like, well, how much money do you make? And yeah, you might be, you know, saying that you're bringing in all this money, but you can't get a business loan because you don't have financial records. So, and I think that, you know, this question really applies to people who follow and want to emulate those types of people. Like, you really got to look at, you know, is that the true measure of success? If you see somebody who's saying that they're making six figures, is that the measure of success? Absolutely. My goodness, my goodness. Okay, guys, let's go ahead into our next question. Are we buying into the perceived lifestyle of being an entrepreneur, freedom, trips to islands, and not concerned about the service we are providing? Does the service no longer matter? How should we handle businesses that aren't legit? Do we tell our friends or give them a pass? I think we started to talk about this already, didn't we? We was leaning towards it. No, we definitely were. Like, what do you think, Lakeisha? What do you think? Well, I think first of all, dealing with like the freedom part. Like anyone who thinks that becoming an entrepreneur means that you're gonna have like all this free time, like you're definitely getting into it for the wrong reason. You do have a level of freedom where like, you know, my son was sick a couple of weeks ago and I didn't have to call anybody to ask to be off work. I did have to reorganize my schedule. So you do yeah. have that type of freedom. But if you think that, you know, becoming an entrepreneur means you're going to be traveling all the time, you're going to be doing like that ain't it, sis. Like oh, that is not yeah. this life. Like because not only are you out selling the service, but you also have to deliver on that service. Yep. So if I sell, if I'm like, I got to get 20 new clients. I have to deliver for those 20 new clients. I can't just be like, all right, I got these people. Like they expect something from me for the money that they're giving me. So, you know, people think that entrepreneurship is, you know, all glamour and gold and it is good. I'm not going to lie because I'm not, I'm a horrible employee. However, it's not all trips and glamour. 
think that's the key. I love that part. Does the service no longer matter? No, the service does matter. Because they going, if you go ahead, start your business, go flying all over the place. But if the people are not seeing the results, they're going to leave you and they're going to tell people. So your business is not going to last. I love, there's several, there's so many books, but I can't remember the exact book, but there was a book on about like servant leadership that I've read recently. And it talked about how, you know, you actually get more when you serve, right? So how you live, how you work, how you do, it is predicated by your servant. And that's the same with business. Like you must be a great servant to actually win. And yes, I think, you know, freedom and trips and all that kind of stuff can happen, but you got to put in that work. And I think as long as you're making sure that those systems are right, the things that you're planning for, you can go and have a great trip, but you still got work to do when you come home. (laughs) Come home and before you leave. No, definitely. And as far as like, do we tell our friends when a business is not legit, when you can only pay with cash and... You know, those like, do you tell your friends that, like, at some point, like, when you go there, girl, you got to bring cash? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really tell people, but one of the things that I found with my business, like, I've been in business for 15 years, and I've never really had to market because I've been referral-based almost the whole time. And I think that, you know, when you're having to constantly market and you're constantly having to look for new people, it's because you're not serving the people that you have really well. Because if you serve the people that you have really well, they send other people to you. They send people like them to you. So if you're always trying to get new people, that means that the people that you have aren't telling people. So mm-hmm. I don't normally um, tell people like if it's a bad experience, it's because it's like sometimes like, it could have just been me. Like maybe it was I didn't like it. It didn't fit me. So I'm not going to bash somebody else's business unless like they just do like some stuff that's just like, look, like this is like illegal, like, yeah. like just, you know, too far out there. But no, nah, I wouldn't bash somebody's business yeah i don't think i would bash anybody it's so funny when you're talking about people whose business they do a lot of cash and like cash up my nail person that's how she do she do good nails so listen (laughs) we're just gonna keep with it you know (laughs) but no i think you're right like i don't think it brings anything good to bash a person but definitely like if somebody asks questions then i may need to tell them the truth or if you know they are doing something illegal i'd be like don't get caught up over there okay but yeah. other than that, you're right. Yeah. It's going to, time will tell. Yeah. Bonnie, and definitely, your, on your yeah, definitely sometimes as far as freedom to work hard, longer <laughs> hours, <laughs> you choose, you know, do I want to go to sleep now or should I stay up and finish this email? Like that's as much as the freedom goes there because you have to put in time for that. You know, I've had my business 11 years and I'm waiting to go on vacations like I want to. I'm 11 years. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of freedom. I have a lot of freedom. Freedom rides out for, you know, another two years and then I can travel to all these places because you got to add your family into that dynamics. You got to add your business, you know, into the dynamics of the freedom. You know, like some of that stuff kind of has a cost. You know, it's like, oh, I have to spend time with my daughter now. Okay, I've worked this hard, so now I can spend time with her. I have the freedom to spend time with her. There's not the freedom to go do whatever I want to do. No, yes. it work that way. No, 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 no. Good priorities. That's what yes. it is. Understanding what's important and making yes. time for that. And you may have a little bit more freedom with the business, but you don't have, like you said before, Lakeisha, you don't have to ask somebody to take off. Yes. I think that's the difference of it. Yeah. 
And I think it's really, you know, what you said, like the freedom to live your priorities. And, you know, for someone who like is traveling is your priority, then yeah, like you might have the freedom to do that. But for, it seems like, you know, we're moms. I don't know if you're a mom, Sonia, but you know, when you have a kid, then like your kid is your priority. So as much as like, I would love to go to an island, it's like, yeah, that's going to cause like more work, like figuring out somebody to watch him and all that. But I have the freedom to choose. And I think that is a freedom that comes with entrepreneurship. You have to decide like what's important and you get to spend more time doing what's important. Definitely. I agree. Yep. So we can go to our hot topic. What's happening in the internet street? So, and I think this is going to be good and it definitely ties into what we've been talking about. So recently a business owner posted online that she wasn't getting a lot of business until she invested in a BMW and upgrading her wardrobe. Oh. So is this like good marketing or do we think that the focus should be more like on her skill? Like, is that a marketing strategy? Like, do you guys post like what you're wearing and what kind of car you drive and where you live? Like, is that a thing? This one is kind of like a real hot topic. I mean, to a certain degree, if I want mm-hmm. you to come get your hair done, mm-hmm. I have to do my hair. I that makes to. sense. I mean, you know, to a certain degree, you got to. Now, would I put my car to get you to come to get your head on? No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So some of that needs to even, it's like, is your ego or am I getting you to get your head on? Am I getting you to come get your head on? So it depends on your field too. I guess if you sell cars, maybe you should show your car. I see what you're saying there. I think, I don't know. I'll be honest. I'd be like, listen, if I got to buy a BFW for you to come be my client, then count me out. But I think I like what you said there, funny. Like if it makes sense for what you're doing, because right. of course I'm not gonna come on on the internet looking all well. Sometimes I do, <laughs> but usually it is it makes sense for why I did it, right? But like I'm not gonna come up on this internet looking all crazy and expecting you to believe that I'm living my life in priority, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you know working out. Okay, of course I'm a little crazy because I'm sweaty, right? Yeah. But like. The life that you portray should be the life that you're living, but also it should be attractional. But I don't think to, you know, I've seen people, you know, let me gloss and show, look, I don't have a BMW and I'm not going to get one for a little bit because I have other priorities. I want to build wealth. You know, I want to have multi-generational wealth and all that kind of stuff. And buying a BMW at this time ain't going to be it. Upgrading my wardrobe. I mean, if you're looking bummy, maybe you should. But what does upgrading mean? It doesn't wow. mean that you don't buy the T-shirt from Target. You buy the blouse. Or does it mean you buy <laughs> Fendi? Like, <laughs> But you know what? That, but that's what came to mind when Bonnie was talking. And, you know, when she said, like, she upgraded her wardrobe. Like, sometimes, like, your brand image can be off from your message. And so yes. sometimes, like, that upgrade is necessary. Like sometimes like you do need to go to a hairstylist. You do need to go to Mac and get like, you know, a makeup consultation. You do need to get somebody to style you because the look that you're portraying might not be connecting with your audience. Now the BMW part, like again, like unless you're selling cars, like I don't really get it. But like you know, but but image does matter because people want to buy into success. And so yeah. if you look like you're broke but you're trying to tell me like how to make money, like it's not connecting. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think you're right. Like it's a fine line because I don't believe in you going into debt or doing a bunch of stuff just to look different and just to get more people. But you're right. If 
the way that you're living, you talking about you um, can get you out of debt and, you know, build wealth, but you don't live a life that looks like that, at least, at least a little bit. Yes. then I'm not going to believe it. Right. Like I'm yeah. even, I'm sitting here thinking about my financial coach and advisor right now. Like he wears nice things because he is making money. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess this was hard. I, when I came in yeah. this, I was like, no, she dumb. She shouldn't have did that. But as we're talking, I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah, you might have a little something. You got to do a little something. No, what are the limits? Like, that's what I think we should be asking. Like, how far should you go in doing that? So I'm a big finance person. Don't like any of that. So my thoughts are the limit should be, is this going to be detrimental to you being able to live, right? Like if her getting that BMW and she financed that and now she can't pay her bills, then that's out of whack, right? But if you can spend that money, you have it, use it as long as you're thinking about I think as long as you're continuing to think about the future that's kind of like my thought on it yeah. should you be having a credit card for me well, I mean definitely if you are getting this car and it's going to help you definitely we want to see it you know you got to use it you want to create content with it it's not just like a one-time show if it's something if I cut my hair you know if I do a big chop I got to show that you know I got to do more so some of that is like am I going to really use that for the business. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like some people are just doing these things just to be doing it. You're like, oh, I got a new car. But is that really for your business? Like, are you using it for the business? Are you showing mm-hmm. you're going on business trips? You're doing things in your new ride? Or is it just that one time purchase? You see the person, they out there next to the car and they got their dress blowing in the wind and that's it. You don't see it no more. So it's like, is this a rental? Is that really your car? I need to see it more. I need to see it more. That made me sad. Did you see the image of the guy who was like getting out of the helicopter with the door closed? I was dying. (laughs) Right? Like, that's the thing about, you know, this whole, you know, influencer lifestyle. Like, the internet is relentless. And like, if people find like the one, like there was this one guy who was like on this real estate show and he was like on the phone, but it was really like his camera was on. And so somebody had like, and then he was like on television, somebody like zoomed in and they were like, he's not really on the phone because it showed like on the Apple, it was actually his camera and he had the phone up to his ear. So my thing is like, if you out here like faking it, like just know that the internet cannot be defeated. Like, (laughs) well, that's real talk. Like that's why I was dying in the background because I had the image of that dude with the helicopter jumping off of the ledge with the door closed. The, the, (laughs) <laughs> the color is not propelling and no pilot talk about <laughs> right, and then I think the question becomes like you know why is society like so obsessed with people's lifestyles like you know and I blame like celebrity culture like that you know people are just like like yeah you want to know like you know am I really the person that I say I am but do you need yeah. to know what kind of house I live in do you deserve to know what kind of car I drive doesn't matter if I got this shirt from like Walmart or if I got it from a boutique like if I'm delivering like why does that matter why does it matter yeah and I think yeah. I don't know I think it's because that's how we've been cultured to be yeah. like that success looks like of course money and it looks like expensive things. But I still think that those things are fleeting. Like people find out, oh, you really aren't about anything real quick. And then they end up going with the people who may or may not be real fancy. You know what I mean? So I think 
we're in this microwave culture that wants to see the glitz and the glam, but underneath it all is really looking for something solid. Mm -hmm. And you have to have both, I think. Yes. Okay, guys, I have a question. Should everyone be some type of entrepreneur? And why are we hating on the nine to five workers? <laughs> you know, I always tell people like, mm-hmm. if you're not a hunter, you should not be an entrepreneur. Because in order to be a successful business owner, like you only eat what you kill. So Ooh. if you're not a salesperson, if you're not ready to go out and make things happen, and the reality is like, that's not everybody's personality. And yeah. I think we have to make that okay for people. Yes. And I think that we glorify, you know, this whole entrepreneurial lifestyle and that people get into it and they don't want to talk to people. They just want to do the thing that they do. So, like, it's okay to, like, do the thing that you do. Maybe you should partner with somebody. But, you know, if you're not willing to go out here every day and be like, you know, who am I going to get? Like, who's going to buy from me? If you don't have that mentality every morning when you wake up, then nah, like, go get your paycheck and go travel to islands on your pay time off. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I think also there are so many ways to live a fulfilling life. And it doesn't mean that you have to be making your own money. Like, for instance, for me, right? I have my business. I want to see that grow. I'm going to see it grow. But I also love what I get to do as well in my 95 currently. And also I love what I do volunteering. So it's like it does not have to define you. If you are not an entrepreneur, it's okay. (laughs) We need those secretaries. We need the doctors. We need the nurses, all the different people. We need all of those things to make sure that we have a world that functions. If everybody's an entrepreneur, half the things going, like, we're going to do all the other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, there's no balance in that. Like it has to be Mm -hmm. a little bit of both. And Mm -hmm. then some people just feel like, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur because there's no rules. It's just everything can do whatever I want to do. And it's like, no, that's not real. Like job has, yeah, but the entrepreneurship has rules. You have to enforce them on yourself. And like at the end of the day, if you can't follow the rules at the nine to five, how are you going to follow it for yourself? You can't do it. It's not possible. It's not possible to get up, like Lakeisha said, get up every single day and know I got to go out and get this client. Oh, I got to go out there and do a good job. Oh, I got to call this person back. Oh, I got to email this person. Oh, I got to get up early. You know, who's really going to do that for themselves? Like, at the end of the day, it's something you got to push through and if you want it. You know what I mean? And people always say, you know, and I don't want to, you know, work for the man or I don't want to work for a boss. Like, well, you're an entrepreneur. You're going to have like a bunch of bosses because all of your clients are essentially your bosses because they are paying you to do a job. And no matter how you want to do that job, at the end of the day, you got to do the job that they're paying you to do. So if you can't answer to one person, you definitely will not be able to service a group of clients because that will try your nerves like none other. Yes, that is hilarious. <laughs> so true. That's the truth. Like real talk, if you was not following no rules when you had a boss, what you going to do when you on your own? First of all, you can't put any rules for yourself. And then two, when you got clients and they're like, I want it like this, what you going to do? Right. You going to give it to them? So how are you going to deal with it? Like, I think people like glamorize what business is and not understanding what it takes to actually run a business. Like, look at those Fortune 500 companies, read the stories of these people. Like, it was not just 
you know, I woke up one day and it was a multi-million dollar business. No, like these people worked hard to get to where they are. They had to learn about themselves. They had to learn how to govern themselves. They had to learn how to govern people. Like it's not easy. And I think with social media and what we are privy to see now, we see all of the fanciness forgetting that this person might have been grinding at this for the last 10 years. And you don't yeah. see that part. Just even thinking about, I remember reading this book. Uh, I can't remember his name, but it's called, the book is called Principles. And he talked about his story. He was the leader of Bridgewater Investments. Uh, and that's like a major financial hub. And he talked yeah. about just the trials and the tribulations that he and his company went through to build the culture and the thing that he has. And that was like 20 some odd years in the making. And now that's like the top financial organization in the, honestly, probably in the world, right? But that was not, I was not overnight. Like, I think people aren't, don't get to see that part, unfortunately. And I just think, you know, we have to, I don't know how we can make that more clear. I don't know what we need to do <laughs> as entrepreneurs to be like, y'all. <laughs> Listen, I think, you know, but more real conversations like this, because a lot of the women that I know, like we've been connected on social media for like 10, 13 years. And I remember when they were just getting started, I remember following them as like they tried this thing and they tried that thing. And now it's like they're kind of at the heights of their careers and everybody's looking at them like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, but I remember when she was trying to figure out like what that thing was. Yeah. And a lot of people think that, you know, once I launch, like everybody's going to buy, everybody's going to want. And it's like, if you haven't done the work to test your market, if you don't know who your ideal clients are, if you don't know how to service them, like, yeah, you might have a great idea and like this luxury package, but that doesn't mean that people are going to buy because you got to test the market. You have to prove that you're able to do what you say you're going to do. And people get discouraged because it doesn't happen right out the gate. And yeah. it's like, but every overnight success takes at least 10 years to build. Yeah, no, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to agree with that. I mean, 10 years is a good number and it's yeah. enough time mm -hmm. for you to research and ask. Like sometimes people don't even ask. You haven't even asked somebody that's in the same field as you. You haven't right. even inquired. You haven't mentored with anybody. You haven't even tried to go to the specific place and work with that person. Like yeah. literally, what is it? The boss show where the boss like literally goes in and works behind the counter. Like sometimes yeah. you even sat in the boss's chair. You want to say, hey, open up your books. Let me see your books. If you don't mind, I'm just trying to get where you are. Mm -hmm. I just want to know, like, ideally. Some people aren't even doing it. They're just going out there and just, I'm an entrepreneur. And it's like, yo, you haven't even put in the time yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, come on. Like, no, I agree, Keisha. 10 years is an excellent number. Oh, I agree. Listen, let me tell y'all, I'm the baby of the group when it comes to business, and I'm learning from y'all. I'm like, yes, I'm going to do that. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and it's funny because like I see people like get mad at their clients because, you know, the clients don't want what they have to offer the way they want it, or people want like changes in services and people getting upset. And it's like, yo, like, that's a part of it. Like, as you said, I'm saying like, we're servant leaders. Like, that's what we serve, even though we lead, like at the end of the day, like we're providing you with a service. And even if you have a product, you're still serving your clients. If they're not buying, you can't be like, oh, you bad people that aren't buying my products, come buy it and give me money. Like, no, you got to go back to the drawing board and figure out like, what do I need to do to make people want what I'm offering? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So, so yeah and that's good. digging deep. Like seriously, like to do that inside, you're digging deep. You got to dig mm -hmm. deep and question yourself 
and check yourself. It's checks and balances on yourself to say, what do I need to work on? Like if your boss can't tell you what you need to work on and you accept it, how are you going to do it for yourself? (laughs) When you really think about it, it's a really deep there to make that move. And then when you can do that, when you can do that while you're working that nine to five, when you can do that checks and balances, you're ready to me. You know what I mean? You're ready mentally to handle the entrepreneurship. That's so good. That's so, so good. So, guys, this was an awesome, awesome, awesome conversation. Like, I'm excited for when this podcast come out. I ain't going to lie. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a reading, rating or review. Seated with Strangers is a full experience podcast. So check out the show notes for more ways to engage with us. We'll see you next time.